You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. But our special edition today of Catholic Schools Today, I'm Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host at home, not here in studio, Dr. Jim Rigg, superintendent of Catholic Schools Church Diocese of Chicago. Jim, good morning and a blessed Easter season now to you and to all our listeners this morning. How are you, Jim? I am doing well, Father. Blessed Easter to you as well. I am uh, social distancing, so not in the studio face-to-face with you, Father. I am 37 miles or so away from my home in Lake County, uh, being socially distant and and hopefully healthy here. Hasn't this whole thing been just incredible? I mean, here you are, the superintendent of Catholic Schools, the Archdiocese. Instead of coming to work here at the Pastoral Center every day, you've been working, but from at home, am I correct? That's correct. So we, uh, we uh, temporarily closed. We shut down our school buildings uh, on the 16th of March and also closed the pastoral center the same day. You know, that was uh, mm-hmm. right when things were really ramping up with the coronavirus. And uh, we take the safety of our students and of our employees very seriously. And so we, we closed the day before the public schools in the state closed. And boy, I was thinking, what a difference a month makes. So I, I think our last show together was earlier that same week. And uh, who would have thought that by the end of the, the right. week there, uh, we would have been uh, making the decision to close In our fact, school system uh, there. In fact, four yep. weeks ago today was Monday, yep. March 16th. Our program was Monday, March 9th, and we were both together yep. in the studio. And by a week later, which it's hard to believe, we are a month into the stay-at-home policy, which to me, you know, and folks, it's the only way to try to yep. stay ahead of this because yep. it is so contagious. And I think what gets me, Jim, is we're dealing with a virus that's so mean that you yep. could be a carrier, feel terrific, no symptoms, walk around, give it to 20 people, kill four, and not even know it. Yep. And I know, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of our principals and teachers over the last month, and I know it's been painful for them to try to work from home. And, yeah. they, you know, they sincerely miss the kids. That's why yeah. all of us got into this line of work to begin with. We we love kids. We love education. We love Catholic education. Uh, and it's painful, I think, for all of us to, to not be able to see kids every day. Uh, and, yes, there are, you know, there's video chats and other types of e-learning platforms, but it's it's not the same as, you know, working with a classroom full of students yeah. face-to-face. So and, I, and let me share this with you, the fact that I'm the rector of the cathedral. It broke my heart. Here it is, like, a week ago, Palm Sunday, no palms, no people. Yep. The entire Holy Week, which is the highest point of our year, with the, the death, the resurrection of our Lord, closed. And we we had yesterday between Saturday and Sunday with the vigil and yesterday, close to 10,000 people on an average weekend during on Easter come through yep. the cathedral. And I was walking around the inside of the cathedral, closed. But I, but I say this so often, churches are not closed, buildings right. are. You are the church, we are the body of Christ. I really stress that. So the churches aren't closed, the buildings are. But I always tell people, let's go from uh, choose peace over panic, choose faith over fear, choose wisdom over worry, that God is with us. Amen. Amen. And I, uh, you know, I think in our school's context, the same is essentially true. And so while our school buildings are closed, you know, we are still, a, you know, a strong community of Catholic schools. And mm-hmm. I've been so touched by the many, many ways that our uh, teachers and principals and other educators have been reaching out to students, reaching out to families in spite of the closure of our buildings. Uh, and that's just to check on their well-being, not to mention all of the wonderful, creative, and innovative work that's happening through e-learning. I mean, our 
our schools haven't skipped a beat in a sense. Uh, they are pushing hard and trying to continue to uh, to educate children in spite of the closure of our school buildings. Yeah. I'm so thankful from what I can tell doing just an outstanding job. Beck, let me let me ask you this. Our whole program today is going to be focused on e-learning. You know, just in your own words, define e-learning. So e-learning, of course, stands for electronic learning or electronically-based learning. It's essentially distance learning, leveraging technology. So in the 21st century, uh, there's an abundance of platforms and programs available that can be leveraged to deliver education at home. And, you know, I, I, I was a teacher. I was a principal. I'm a believer that nothing really can replace the person-to-person Correct. Ed, uh, interactions that are at the real heart of the educational process. But, you know, this is a time where we can't see each other directly physically. And so we uh, are leveraging the, the best of what's available in electronic learning platforms to continue the educational process. Now, let me ask you, Jim, um, how long has e-learning been around? Well, it's been around in various forms for the last several years. Uh, technology continues to develop every year. Uh, and this year, you know, we've kind of been forced to... Um, make even even more uh, substantial use of it. Uh, you know, most of our schools had e-learning plans before the closure of our school system a month ago, but the e-learning plans were really developed for kind of one or two two-day, you know, snow day, inclement mm-hmm. weather scenarios. Mm-hmm. And um, when we learned that this was going to be a prolonged closure, our schools have had to adapt and create long-term e-learning uh, plans. And as I said before, I think they've done so with, uh, with great creativity and ingenuity and energy. And I've heard a lot of compliments from uh, parents, even though the parents are having to work very hard, uh, as well as just the general public on the quality of what's going on out there. I've been so impressed at how our Catholic educators have really stepped up in spite of the circumstances. Uh, you know, Father Greg, I have four children of my own at home, and mm-hmm. they, are, <laughs> they are working hard, I have to tell you. Uh, my oldest, who's... Uh, uh, attends a Catholic high school, he has to go through his schedule every day. You know, he has seven seven periods a day, and he follows his schedule just like he would in a regular school day. It checks in with teachers. He has live classes that he has to attend where he can, you know, see his teacher, see other students, ask questions, receive questions. Now, Jim, is that, done, my, through, is that done through Zoom? Uh, different schools use different platforms. So Zoom is probably the most common platform out there for direct video live chat. Now that is brand new, isn't it? Uh, it's been around for a few years, but okay. like everything, it's you know there's been different versions of it out there. Uh, but it you know it's it's usually free, and um, it's pretty easy. It's pretty intuitive. Pretty easy to to get to know and to use. So which means your and son so, actually goes through a regular day of high school from morning. Now I presume he's on Easter break this week. No, actually, he had a spring break back in March. Oh, okay. Maybe two weeks ago. So he will go back. He's off today because it's Easter Monday, but he'll go back to school officially tomorrow. Not physically, of course, but he'll attend the learning class. So he sits in front of the computer all day, unless it's a break time or lunch time, and learning. Now, can he see his other classmates in the classroom, or is it just, it's only just him looking at the teacher? No, depending on the moment, uh, he can actually see and interact with his classmates as well. Now, wow. there, there is a variety of things happening. There are moments where he checks in with his teacher and his classmates, moments where he may just be on with his teacher, moments where he may be you know, not involved in a, in a live video chat and maybe working individually. Uh, and then we really have encouraged all of our schools to plan and break, especially with younger children. Uh, it is not healthy for younger children to be in front of screens all day long, and so it's important to schedule in breaks for lunch, kind of uh, call them recess breaks where kids can mm-hmm. come outside or do other things, get away from the screens, kind of mentally recharge, and then get back in front of uh, uh, the computer to continue their e-learning. Well, this has been an incredibly challenging time. We're going to go to a break here. I'm getting a little uh, nod here from Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, our, I guess, <laughs> producer this morning with Yasmin and also with uh, our engineer. We're listening to Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago, and our number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackwitz, along with Dr. Jim Rigg. We'll be back in a moment. Do not touch that dial. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years. 
and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. Catholic Charities needs your help. Amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to serve those least able to navigate these extraordinary circumstances, the poor, the homeless, the elderly, and those with no one to turn to. The needs in our community will only grow in the coming weeks and months, but so will the resolve and generosity of countless individuals across our region. With your help, Catholic Charities will be there for those impacted with the food, financial assistance, and other support they need to recover and rise. Please visit catholiccharities.net and give what you can. Good morning. Welcome back to the Catholic Chicago, but a special edition of Catholic Schools Today. Father Greg Sackwitz, uh, along with Dr. Jim Rigg, Superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Archdiocese. Our phone number, 312-255-8408 on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. The time is 8.13 on this rather cold Monday after Easter. And Dr. Jim Rigg, take it away regarding our first segment, in fact, the whole hour with all our wonderful guests today. Happy to. I am, uh, as you know, Father Greg, uh, socially distancing here, so I am uh, sitting in the <laughs> 37 of miles away. Home. Yes. <laughs> I look for any excuse, really, to socially distance from you, Father Greg. <laughs> I'm, so glad I'm, I'm so kidding. glad I don't have to see you today. I'm so happy. <laughs> of course, I, I miss you, and I wish that I could be with you uh, face-to-face, but of course, uh, we, just, we all need to be to be safe and, and take precautions during this, uh, during this time. Yeah, one thing I was going to mention, Jim, is this whole time, we can't lose the gift of humor. Yes. There's a lot yes. been flying on the Internet and some funny one-liners. And, you yep. know, in a time like this, this is very hard, uh, very stressful. There's a lot of fear. But you can't lose humor in all this. We have to be able to laugh and make a little light of it. I mean, it's very serious. We pray, especially for the first responders, medical yep. staff, and those who have coronavirus. And, yes. those, and many have lost their lives. We pray for those yes. who are sick, who have died. But at the same time, you know, we have to, uh, a little humor is not bad once in a while. Yes, absolutely. You have to stay sane during these Yes, these exactly. Times. And, and yep. do a lot of praying. Well, that's actually a, a great segue into our first segment here. Um, so earlier in the show, we were talking about all of the various ways that we are continuing to deliver uh, a great education to our Catholic school students in spite of the closure of our school system. Uh, but amidst all of that education, it is so important that we also reach out to our students and their families and make sure that they are emotionally and physically well. 
uh, a real hallmark of Catholic education is the care for the whole student, not just academically, but socially, emotionally, physically, and of course, spiritually. And in the midst of this uh, closure, uh, March 27th was International Social and Emotional Learning Day. Uh, Social and emotional learning is noticing what you're doing, feeling, and thinking at the time you are actually doing, feeling, and thinking about it. So sort of that self-reflection. And because God is part of our everyday, uh, part of our everyday lives, paying attention to God and focusing on our values in relationship to ourselves and others is a fundamental practice of our Christian faith and our Catholic schools. And so here to talk about uh, social-emotional learning and International Social and Emotional Learning Day, we have on the phone uh, Ms. Uh, Yesenia Maldonado, who is the Director of Social and Emotional Learning in the Office of Catholic Schools, so a, an outstanding member of my own staff. Uh, we also have, I believe, on the phone Dr. Molly Cinnamon, who is the Principal of Pope John XXIII School in Evanston, along with Jackie Sultan, who is a teacher at Pope John XXIII. Uh, Yesenia, Molly, Jackie, are you with us? Good morning, Hi, good Dr. Rigg. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How is, I have a quick question uh, for Dr. Cinnamon. That is, uh, I was pastor from 2010 to 2016 at St. Mary's. and so, Oh, you were? I love that. Yeah, for six years, and I left in 2016 to come down to the cathedral. So then for oh. you, Molly, and for Jackie, uh, Molly, you began. Is this your first year, Molly? This is coming up on the end of my first year. As principal. you got to come in and, and with a bang, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, you really came in with a, with, a, with a smash there. And how about you, Jackie? Yeah. How long have you been at the uh, Pope John Twenty-Third? It's my second year teaching there. I think, though, I came as a parent right after you left. So you came as a parent? With my children attending oh, Pope wow. John. Yeah, and then I came on board. I loved it so much. That is terrific. Okay, it's, it's interesting. So, it, uh, I, boy, Pope John the Twenty Third, what a tremendous school. So you had two parishes, St. Nicholas, yeah. St. Mary's, working together. And every yeah. Monday, I'd go in with uh, Bill Kachuk, who was a pastor at that time, or Bob Cook, and we would teach the different grade levels every Monday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I had to get the kids nice and wild. Strong. Is it really? Yeah. With Father it's Joe wonderful. Tito I, I, and with Father uh, Kevin McRae. Oh my gosh! To have two parishes supporting our school feels really—I um, feel incredibly blessed. I know our whole staff does, but yeah. the gentlemen that that are, you know, Father Kevin and Father Tito, when they come into the building, it's really—they are a member of our team in so many ways. Besides being our pastors and our pastoral leaders, they also come in, and, and the kids know them and have relationships with them, and they really do bring the Catholic faith into the classroom certainly every Monday, but they're in the building a lot, which I think is really important. Well, and the Pope John XXIII has, has such a great history, tremendous mm-hmm. community of people, parents who are deeply involved, wonderful children. Uh, yes. You know, it's just great, great memories of both St. Mary's, St. Nicholas, and Pope John XXIII. So I didn't mean to cut I you off that. there, Jim, but it's a little sidebar. <laughs> no worries. The, uh, obviously, the pastoral leadership has just gotten better and better through the years. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have to pick on Father Greg. Even though we are 37 miles away from one another, I, I will not pass up an opportunity. It's like he's like my younger brother just keeps going after me. <laughs> just well, keeps talking. Why, uh, why don't we dive in here? So um, I believe we have Yesenia Maldonado as well on the line. She's the director of social emotional learning. And Yesenia, why don't you tell us why is social emotional learning so important during this uh, unusual and unprecedented time of, of e learning in our school system? Absolutely. Thank you. And um, thank you both. And happy Easter. I think when we talk about social emotional learning, what's really important is to think about kind of the three hows and kind of thinking about it's really about how we understand ourselves and our feelings as children of God. And second, how we work with each other as as a faith based community. And then also, how are we making good decisions as followers of Christ? And during this time, specifically around the pandemic and this unusual time, clinging on to those things are so important because they're, they're, we're in, in a time of crisis. We're in unprecedented times of, of stress. And so being able to kind of really be there for one another as, as a community, as, um, as adults in the space, leading the way for our children and modeling how to take care of ourselves and really be in touch with how we're feeling and understanding that during this time, 
it's okay not to feel okay and that however we're feeling is okay and that God is there for us as a community and that, you know, we're able to still make good decisions and and continue to learn with one another and do it in a very unique way. And I think it's an opportunity to be physically distant but still um, be creatively connected socially to one another. Yes, Cindy, you say something very important. I read an article a few days ago that talked about at this time called, he said, be ready for or do radical self-acceptance. Radical self-acceptance, which means this is no time to be hard on oneself, to judge oneself. And as you said, Yesenia, we're going through very high stress, high fear. And so I guess what the author was really saying is be nice to yourself, be easy on yourself. This is no time to be judgmental of yourself or others because this is not, this is, I wasn't liking this, this is emergency times, this is, uh, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's a, b- a bad word, but like wartime in terms of, this is not our normal, everyday activity, so sometimes we don't realize the stress we are going through, or the underlying fear, uh, when I see people walking on the street, which is not too many, but they're distanced from each other, they're wearing masks, mm-hmm. this is not what I call a normal setting, and have children at home, morning, noon, and night, uh, and not interacting with their their classmates in the school, in the classroom, there's an underlying fear that we have to just really address and name and stress. Absolutely. I think, I think it's a really, really important time, too, to tell the parents to be good to themselves, too. That yeah. This is a lot we're asking of our families, and a lot of our, our parents, and of, of our children. I mean, I really mm-hmm. think they're going through grief. Yesenia and I have talked about that a little bit. It, they, they are grieving their norm, Right. And the yes. parents are feeling this, I'm sure, tremendous pressure to keep their homes normal, but also they're dealing with their jobs or job loss or financial crisis and then trying to teach math at the dining room table while working on their own things. And I think it's an important, I love what you said, Father, because I think that parents need to be kind and gracious to themselves as well. I like you talk about we're all, in a sense, grieving the norm. And mm-hmm. we're going to say more about that. Uh, Jim, take us to break. Happy to. I think we've got far more here to talk about in regards to social and emotional learning amidst the the closures happening uh, around the world, really. Uh, But we do need to take a break, so we will be right back. Please don't go away. Right back here on Catholic Schools Today, WNDZ 750 AM. Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about how the COVID-19 epidemic is affecting just about every aspect of life in America, including how we worship. We'll talk about attending Mass online and how the church continues to reach out to help those in need. We'll also bring you stories about using modern technology to teach fire safety to our children and when losing your hair can be a good thing for others. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Hello, this is Marie Jochum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. 
This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park and at the St. Albie and Ada S. Niles Centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities' adult daycare centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. Welcome back to Cap. Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ, 750 AM, our phone number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackwis, along with Dr. Jim Rigg, host and co-host. Time is 826 on this rather cold day after Easter Monday morning. Our guests, all by phone, we're all doing great social distancing. Yesenia Maldonado, Director of Social and Emotional Learning. We have Dr. Molly Cinnamon, principal of Pope John the 23rd, and Jackie Sultan, a teacher at Pope John the 23rd. And now joining us by phone, we have Kaz Badney, principal of St. Alphonsus Academy and Center for the Arts. Welcome, Kaz, to the program. Thank you very much. And it, uh, did you have a great Easter? Oh, I did. It was a great Easter. It's, um, there's something comforting about um, watching Mass and and at home in the comfort of your own couch. So there, there was something comforting in that. Yeah, I think the numbers were staggering both for uh, ABC Channel 7 and WGN Channel 9 Mercy Home Television Mass. Uh, and also, you know, I think some parishes doing um, live streaming the Mass, you know, especially on Easter, people truly seeking to connect. As I keep saying is that the churches are not closed, buildings are you know, we are the body of Christ. You know, you are the church, and uh, together with all this. So maybe, Jim, a question for one of us or for all of everybody in the group? Happy to. I was uh, just thinking as you were you were talking there that my kids enjoyed not having to dress up for Mass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I told them not to, uh, not to get used to it. I'm sure they'll be going to church you know, at like some that. point in the future. <laughs> Good but point. It, uh, it is a more uh, intimate, uh, in some ways, uh, experience in your living room. Uh, watching Mass on TV uh, versus being there. Of course, um, it's always nice to be part of a, of a community of the faithful. That's really who we are as church mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, watching a priest on a screen. But those are the times we're living in, and at least we can... And this, this too time. shall pass to get the church once pass, again open right, exactly right. and be back to what we so, were. So um, before the week, we were talking about social-emotional learning and the importance of continued outreach uh, to families, to students, uh, in spite of the circumstances. And, uh, Dr. Badney, since you're with us now, why don't you talk to us a little bit about kind of what you're seeing and hearing out of families at Alphonsus Academy of the Arts, how they are doing socially and emotionally, and how you and your staff are being attentive to their social and emotional needs at this time. Um, yes, of course. Um, we have really been working on our, our um, morning announcements, in terms of really trying to connect um, our community together emotionally and socially. So um, every Monday we have Mindful Monday, which is an opportunity of prayer or just helping students understand of being grateful for all that they've received, even at a time like this when we're socially isolated. Um, And on Tuesday we have Touch the Heart Tuesday, and it's really an opportunity to do something for someone else. And we provide some suggestions like, you know, write a note to mom or dad or to your brother and just place it in their workstation of how you appreciate them. Um, or um, 
another one is you draw a rainbow with the hashtag um, AACA together and write what you're grateful for or write a message to the healthcare workers. Um, so we've been trying to connect with students and parents and the, the greater community on really extending their, their love and their, their kindness um, more citywide or globally. Um, we're very fortunate to have two full-time counselors who have spent the, the last four weeks reaching out to parents. We still do our lunch bunch groups with kids, um, more virtual. So you're having lunch with the, the counselor um, virtually. So that still happens. Um, counselors are still connecting with parents, um, calling parents and scheduling virtual meetings with parents. So it, it looks a little different, but the work that we've been doing, we continue to do. Now, Jackie, take us through a typical day for you now, post stay-at-home period. Sure. Oh, Jackie, tell well, us what, uh, what grade you teach as well. Oh, yeah. I teach fifth grade, and there's actually two homerooms for fifth grade this year. So both homeroom teachers, we start with meeting with our own homeroom um, with morning meetings. So we set that up where it's every morning, it's about 15 minutes, and that just gives us a way to connect, see each other, um, kind of get us into, like, we're all doing this together, keeping the community. They see the, um, each other. They see me. I give them a message. Um, we might play a little game together just to get them smiling and, you know, feeling like we would in class in a normal setting. And then we go over the day, and that's what I would normally do face-to-face in, um, -face in our classroom. So I go over the day, I screen share, show them, you know, assignments and tasks. So this is a great time for them to ask questions and just connect with each other that way. And then we say goodbye, so that's 15 minutes, and then they're all off, you know, doing the work. So it's a great way to just get them started. I also notice on Mondays I always ask them what they did over the weekend, and in class we would write letters, and I would read them, and we would guess who it is based on the clues. And we still kept doing it, and it just shows them that, oh, I have to clean the house, too, and so do all of my friends so they don't feel alone in, like, things that they're doing. Or I went on a bike ride, and so did half of the class. So they kind of feel connected in that way. So the morning meetings have been really important. And then they do their work separately, and then either every other day they meet again for... 30 minutes or 15 minutes, depending on what subject it is. So I'll, I will do reading on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we'll meet back again with homeroom for half an hour. And then they get to see us again, and we do more of a lesson that way and connect and keep building on our skills. On Mondays and Wednesdays, they'll meet with the other fifth-grade teacher, and she'll do a math lesson. And in between all of that, we're trying to assist them on Google Classroom. I think they've gotten into the swing of things, so um, my mailbox isn't that flooded yet. But they know I'm available for them. If they have questions, they like to just comment on things, so we're staying connected on that in that way. Now, Kaz, as the uh, principal of St. Alphonsus Academy and Center for the Arts, uh, how are you been connecting with the faculty? Do you do it daily, weekly, uh, in this whole new situation? Um. It's a good question. Um, we we still do our, our weekly faculty meetings and connections on Wednesday um, through Zoom or Skype. Um, it's a little harder. It's a little more impersonal um, because of the, we have 65 staff members, so that makes it a little challenging to connect in that regard. Um, but I've been meeting um, weekly with the smaller groups, with grade-level teams of either four or six um, staff members. And that tends to be a little more intimate where we're actually able to see each other um, and really discuss with, um, with planning and preparations and things like that. Um, the cell phone has become a vital tool as well in terms of you know, calling teachers or teachers calling me um, about situations. So it, it really, again, it, I, it's doing the same thing, but really all with technology, either virtual, um, online platforms, or the telephone. How about for you, Molly? I have found that we have kept up 
large faculty meetings using Zoom uh, probably once a week, I would say. And we even kept up our professional development that we had scheduled. We got our speaker to come in virtually, which felt really good to us because, you know, this is the, the, the importance I think right now is to provide normalcy and routine for adults and children whenever possible. And this is the time of year when you've got one foot in the next school year and one foot in the current school year. So to be talking about things like, oh, science curriculum for next year, or to be talking about, oh, for social-emotional learning, we're going to roll out this curriculum, so let's meet and talk about that. Those things give you an idea, too, that things are normal. We're, we're going to come back in the fall, or maybe sooner. We don't know yet. And have a regular school year. Um, those normalcy and those routines are really important. And then I agree with Cass. I think that some of the grade-level meetings have been really helpful. Um, you know, if you have something bubble up, a certain issue, it's really great to pull everyone together because if it's a student need, everyone on that team is interacting with that child or that family, and you want to make sure that we're being consistent and that we're all aware if we need to kind of reach out a little bit more or, you know, whatever that child needs. Um, I think the morning announcements are super important. I have always done those in my school, and then the kids join me every day. So for a while, the first week, I think we're in week four now, the first week I did all the morning and all the afternoon announcements, much to my teenager's chagrin. I was posting, you know, my, <laughs> my Pledge of Allegiance and my prayer all over YouTube, becoming somewhat of a YouTube sensation and irritating my teenagers. But I will tell you that um, it's been really well received. I think people like to know that, oh, there's Dr. Cinnamon with prayer. And I've had a couple of parents say to me, you know, we didn't know the prayers that you said in the morning and in the afternoon, and now we know them and we can say them with our children. And then a couple of days into it, we tossed it out to our community and said, hey, why don't families do this? And we invited a few families that we knew were particularly brave and very passionate and excited. And now the kids are doing the PM ones with their families, and I do the morning ones. And that's made mm -hmm. us all feel connected as well. And it just brightens my day to see my kids up there, you know, um, saying the pledge, saying prayer. They're very creative. Some of them actually one time last week, a family was in their Pope John uniform, like head to toe. And that just <laughs> made me so happy. I was so proud. And I thought they probably actually do miss their uniforms, believe it probably or not. Right about now, right? Yeah, we need to take yeah. a break here. So we're going to have to say goodbye to uh, Kaz, a bad name, principal of St. Alphonse's Academy and Center for the Arts. We'll still be back with Yesenia and Molly and Jackie. Take us to break there, Jim. Certainly happy to. So we will be right back. We're going to talk more about uh, distance learning, e-learning uh, with the folks that Father just described. So please don't go away. We'll be right back on WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago Radio Catholic Schools Today edition. There's really nothing quite like participating in a virtual event, and Catholic Charities has a great one for you to consider being a part of this spring. The 2020 Blossoms of Hope will take place on Sunday, April 26th. Attendees will log in free of charge from their laptops or desktops at home. Instantly, they will be connected to hundreds of the most compassionate people in Chicago. Blossoms of Hope will feature powerful speakers, moving tributes, and enjoyable online games, all dedicated to honoring those who have been lost to suicide. It will be the annual gathering of those who believe in and support Catholic Charities Lost Program that has been working for over 40 years to help survivors of suicide deal with the grieving process and move forward with hope. Experience how a virtual event can bring people together in the most inspiring way. To learn more, call 312-948-6797 or visit catholiccharities.net slash lostbrunch. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. 
Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750. Uh, you can't see this, but our engineer slash co-producer, Brian Hockey Hitman Brock, is going nuts in the uh, studio over there in his engineer room with uh, loving this music, <laughs> which leads into our program. Uh, I also forgot to mention that uh, Yesenia Maldonado, the director of social and emotional learning, had a leave at that segment. So thank you to Yesenia and Kaz, principal of St. Alphonsus Academy and Center for the Arts. We still have with us on the line Dr. Molly Cinnamon, principal of Pope John the Twenty Third School in Evanston, Jackie Sultan, a teacher at Pope John the Twenty Third School in Evanston, and now joining us by phone, Christine O'Connor, a parent at Pope John the Twenty Third School. Welcome, Christine, to the program. Thanks, Father Greg. Um, it's nice to hear your voice. We were parishioners at St. Mary when you were our pastor, so. Um, it's great to reconnect with you today. In fact, uh, I remember you, Christine, the family. Am I right in saying, is it three children? Yes, three boys. Yeah, that's it, three boys. And yep. uh, how are they doing? They're doing great. We have a seventh grade um, and a third grader. So we're fortunate enough to have um, Jackie Sultan as uh, one of the teachers for uh, one of our sons. And, um, you know, really happy to be at Pope John during I remember the O'Connor this family. strange time. You yep. never, in fact, I remember where your family sat at mass, uh-huh. and the and the and that time the boys were very well behaved, and they were smaller. Oh, well, I'm glad that you probably couldn't see us as well as as maybe you sat toward the back. <laughs> I know, didn't sit right in the front. No, no, you sat toward way. by the baptistry there. Uh, toward they the, still I know. are. They still are well behaved. <laughs> they're, still, they're still well behaved. So maybe a Jim a question for Molly, Jackie, or Christine. In fact, introduce the second segment here. Certainly happy to. So uh, if you're just joining us, uh, I am socially distancing myself. I am uh, sitting at home in comfortable clothes, uh, enjoying co-hosting here uh, from my own home remotely, 37 miles away from my partner in crime, Father Greg Sackwitz. Jim, is, I uh, do I have to say, this, uh, as much as we give each other a hard time, I miss you here in the studio to give you a hard time face-to-face. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, <laughs> Father, believe me. <laughs> That's well, and we have uh, we have spent our time today, of course, talking about uh, electronic learning, virtual learning, uh, in light of the the statewide closure of all schools, uh, public schools, private schools, Catholic schools, uh, which have certainly impacted uh, our Catholic schools and the archdiocese. And I have just been amazed by the, uh, as I said before, the creativity and the ingenuity of how our educators are delivering. Uh, e-learning to their families. It, it really has been amazing to see our, our educators step up in some wonderful ways. Uh, and I think it really illustrates how much they care about their students and want them to continue learning in spite of the circumstances. So I really, I always had a, a great uh, respect and fondness for our Catholic educators, but they really have stepped it up during this time and have really impressed me. Uh, so I'm so grateful to, to our principals and teachers and other educators 
You know what, and, though, uh, Dr. Rigg, I have to I have to say too, you have done a really great job. The Office of Catholic Schools has been phenomenal during this time because the support is unwavering, and there is constant communication from the Office of Catholic Schools to all the principals. So it's been really significant, and I think that 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 teamwork and the dedication that the Office of Catholic Schools has for the teachers and principals and families, of course, is why this is so successful right now. I really do believe that. That's a great shout-out for you, Dr. Jim Rigg, and for your whole staff. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate I think we all do this because we care about kids and we care about our mission. And uh, so I think we're all all motivated by the same same things. Uh, Yep. No, but I appreciate that. Well, let's uh, let's hear a little bit from you, Christine, since you're with us. So, as we uh, just talked about, you're a parent of of, of students at Pope John the Twenty Third. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your experiences and your children's experiences with e-learning so far. Sure. So, I have my kids range from you know I have a third grader, a fifth grader, and a seventh grader. So, a little bit different for each. Um, but I've been so thrilled with the way that our teachers really overnight have risen to the occasion and provided really, I think, rigorous um, academic content and also have maintained the connection to their students and tried to still inject the fun and the community. For a third grader, so much, and for all of us really, even up through higher education, so much of, of learning is social. And so when you are in your own home, maybe with siblings, maybe you're an only child, and trying to absorb new content. And there is some, we have technology to help us connect to one another, but it's still not the same as we've all discussed even this morning as being in the same space with one another in real life. But I think the teachers have really been creative about trying to use lessons that um, encourage this. So things like uploading videos so that they can watch their friends um, and what they've come up with. Sometimes some of those assignments might be more fun than as rigorous as some of the other things that they're doing. Um, But I think our teachers have found a great balance both of independent work and use of technology to continue things like class discussions and kind of fun social pieces and still introduction of new content um, and trying to strike that balance between not overwhelming students and yet still challenging them during this time. So um, I think it's been, it's been successful in our household. Um, my third graders teacher meets with, with his class in even smaller groups than the whole group and continues reading Charlotte's Web to them. So um, Truthfully, we all kind of time our day to be in the room when Teresa Buckman is reading Charlotte's Web because <laughs> she's so fabulous. Um, but these are the kinds of bright spots in the week that help to preserve some of what you get in a real classroom. And I have to say the other thing I'll just add is that our faculty ranges from very young people who might have more facility with technology to seasoned veteran teachers who, when they started, probably didn't even have a Xerox machine and were using a mimeograph machine, which I used back in the day. And (laughs) to a person, they have all stepped up wonderfully. And I think it's also important to realize that there are teachers who are pushed pretty far out of their comfort zone here, but they're they're taking on the challenge, and, and they're doing it with a smile. So as a parent, I really appreciate that. I like that's great. Uh, Jim, on that note, take us to break. That's a great segment. Oh, we're already at break. Oh, my yes. gosh, flying by. Well, uh, we will come <laughs> right back and continue talking with Molly, Jackie, and Christine about electronic learning and how we are carrying on the educational process in spite of the closure of our Catholic schools. So we'll be right back on WNDZ, 750 AM. Do not touch that dial. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. 
Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. That's 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as Stories of Hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org CRS. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. Welcome back to Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750, our phone number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackles, along with my partner in crime co-host, Dr. Jim Rigg. The time is 8.52. Our guests are Dr. Molly Cinnamon, Jackie Sultan, and Christine O'Connor. Jackie, question for you as a teacher. What type of support do you need at this time from parents like Christine with the whole sense of e-learning? Mm, that's a good question. I actually sent a parent survey home about two weeks in. You know, I wanted to be transparent and said, we planned these weeks, you know, and now that we're in it, what can we do better? What do you want more of or less of? And just kind of getting an idea of how it looks like in all of their homes. So their support and just giving me feedback and their understanding, you know, just Let's give each other grace. We're all doing this in different homes with different um, circumstances. Um, really helped me and my co-teacher, Erica Whitmore, in planning further and how we can provide what would help with their kids. And we don't expect them, parents, to be the teachers, but kind of help guide and facilitate. We like to provide the plans for our students and parents so that it's, you know, everyone's on the same page. So this has been a really interesting time and in just really building that parent network and communication. Um, so just support in communication with us as, you know, they're hearing from us. I feel like I'm emailing them. I mean, we do email them every day, but just being open to talking to us and also letting us know if there's problems. And we totally understand if you know, you can't get it in by the set due date, it's okay, because we understand. So just, you know, I think a common understanding between both parties. I think such uh, flexibility is so important uh, during these truly unprecedented times, and I know all of our educators are doing their best to work with families 
you know, parents are being thrust into to kind of the role of a quasi-teacher right now. They're having uh-huh. to sit at home and help kids with e-learning while many of them are still trying to keep their own jobs going. Uh, it's, it's a tough time. Uh, I, I would like to just take a minute to, to offer a couple of resources for families. Uh, number one, uh, about a week ago, we started posting uh, YouTube videos on our YouTube account, the Catholic School YouTube account, uh, for younger children. So, of course, uh, younger children, you know, three, four, five, six-year-old children, need more direct adult interaction. And so we've put up a series of videos where we have preschool teachers from different Catholic schools uh, doing lessons so that uh, parents can help rely upon that for some support. And, of course, we recognize that many of our families have been financially impacted because businesses have closed or people are being laid off or furloughed. And uh, we, we do have an uh, emergency relief fund. So the Archdiocese has started a coronavirus fund. And if anybody is listening and is interested in donating, uh, you can go to the uh, website of the Archdiocese, archchicago.org. That's archchicago.org. There's a little uh, button on there for donate. And if you click on that, you can donate to our coronavirus, uh, emergency coronavirus fund which is meant to help uh, families, uh, families in Catholic schools who need tuition support, social agencies, parishes, and Catholic schools uh, during this time. And give that, give that family, web, web one more time, Jim. Sure. Uh, archchicago.org. It's the website of the Archdiocese, and just click on the link for uh, donate. And then uh, certainly if families are experiencing financial hardship and they need help with things like their tuition, uh, we really encourage them to talk to their principal, uh, just as we are trying to be flexible with the educational process. We also want to be flexible and, and compassionate uh, while we know people's lives are being impacted by the uh, the coronavirus. So really encourage people to have that conversation with their principal. Molly, any last closing thoughts? I mean, it's great here that we have a, a principal, teacher, and parent all from Pope John XXIII, <laughs> which is yeah. close to my heart, having spent oh, six wonderful years there. I love the connection. I think that's great. I look forward to meeting you in person someday, Father Greg. Likewise. Um, I I feel like I, I do need to say one thing, and that is that um, this kind of ties in the social-emotional piece as well. Is that I, I was a, a principal for, gosh, about six years in the public schools and, like, in my other life. And I discovered Catholic education 20 years into my career. And I will never not be in a Catholic school. Um, I hopefully will never not be in Pope John. I'm so happy there. It's really, I've never been more content professionally or personally in my life. And I inherited a staff that is absolutely phenomenal. And I say that a lot because as a new principal, I have very little to do with their work ethic and their inherent desire to teach as Catholic educators and to get education to children in any way they can right now. And the creativity, it's it's interesting to me because I've noticed that they, you know, they could say right now at this point in the game, um, this is really hard and I'm getting tired. Instead, they're saying, wow, that was interesting. How can I do it differently? How can I try again? And that to me is just inspiring. So uh, to be a Catholic educator, I've never been prouder to be a teacher, a leader, uh, or an educator than I am right now watching the works of our Catholic schools. We're not immune. We're not the only ones. It's everybody. Doing well, I can say this, and that is having spent six years as pastor at St. Mary's and connecting with St. Nicholas, the faculty at Pope John Twenty-Third is outstanding, and Agreed. parents like the O'Connors are tremendous people, faith-filled with good children. So we need uh-huh. to bring the program to a close. I want to thank, in a very special way, Dr. Molly Cinnamon, principal of Pope John Twenty-Third School, Jackie Sultan, a teacher, fifth-grade teacher at Pope John Twenty-Third, and Christine O'Connor, a parent at Pope John Twenty-Third with three wonderful boys and husband and wonderful family. So to all of you, God bless you. Thank you for joining. And to co-host Dr. Jim Rigg. Jim, always great (laughs) to, I can't say see you, but to uh, hear you today. (laughs) So thanks again, Jim, to our great work of our uh, producer, Yasmin Kiddos. Thank you for having us. Well, thank Thank you. you. The great work of our engineer, Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To all, God bless. (laughs) Stay healthy. A blessed Easter season. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. 
and please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.